moments, but just really quickly, 1 Timothy chapter 2. Let's turn to the book of 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse number 5. Read a couple verses. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse number 5. For there is one God. Everybody say one God. Amen. I'm glad I know that there's one God. And one mediator. Everybody say mediator. Between God and men. The man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all. That's everybody. Red, yellow, black. White, pink, brown, polka dot. For everybody. No matter if they speak English, English, Espanol, Francais, German. <laughs> Doesn't matter what language they speak or what their background. The Bible says, I, my Bible tells me. Who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time? Praise the Lord. I want to preach this morning, and I had about three or four different titles, and I'm going to pull an old one here this morning, an old phrase that I'm sure you've heard before. I'm going to title this this morning, Bridging the Gap. Bridging the Gap. Would you help me pray? that God would speak to us in this house for the next few minutes this morning. God, I'm thankful for your word that's forever settled. God, I pray and ask that your anointing, the unction of the Holy Ghost, would move upon me and through me. God, touch every heart, every soul in this house. Speak to us, Lord. Let them feel your love in this house. Jesus, let them feel your mercy and compassion that you have for them in this place. Every one of us, in Jesus' name. And let the church say amen. 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 You may be seated in the presence of the Lord this morning. Bridging the gap. In the beginning, if you go back in time, and I'm, I'm a little old-fashioned, I believe the Word of God is forever settled. And I believe in Genesis 1 and 2 and 3 and how God created Adam and Eve. He created man and woman, male and female. Praise the Lord. And if you think about back to how Adam and Eve Amen. How they were created and where they were in the Garden of Eden. The Bible says they walked, they communicated, they had a relationship with God. Amen. It's all about relationship with God. God made man and formed Adam and Eve. Made Adam literally means man. He formed mankind. He made mankind so that he could have a relationship with humanity. And they enjoyed the presence of the Lord. They, they enjoyed what it was like to be perfect. Adam was perfect. Ladies, can you imagine a perfect husband? (laughs) Hard to imagine, I know. (laughs) Eve was a perfect wife. Man, I'm not even going to ask that question. Let's just go on. They were the perfect couple. Everything was perfect. They were perfect. They looked perfect. They walked perfect. They didn't have back problems. They didn't have imperfections. They felt good every day. (laughs) And they were in that state of perfection for a while. Until sin. Uh Uh-oh. It got quiet. Until Adam and Eve sinned. And 
What is sin? It's transgression of the law. It's, it's disobeying the word of God. It's disobeying, disobeying his morality. His, what God says is right, and when you don't do what's right, that's sin. Amen. Well, hello. And you know the story. Here they are. They have access to the tree of life so they can eat the tree of life. They never get old. They, they're not going to die. They're, they're living. It's perfect. I mean, this is perfection. And yet also, there was also a tree that God placed in the garden. And it was called the tree of knowledge. <clears throat> and the tempter came and tempted them. And, and they, you know the story, they ate the forbidden fruit that's from the tree of knowledge. And the Bible says that because of their sin... God sent them out of the garden because sin will always separate man from God. Sin of humanity caused a great divide, if you will, a great separation between God and humanity. God and me. God and you. There was a great divide that separated man from God. Genesis chapter 3, the Bible tells us, Therefore, the Lord God sent him, Adam, forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. So here they had access to the tree of life, and because of their sin, they were separated from God. They were separated from life. Everybody see separated from life. <clears throat> In other words, when they lost access to the tree of life, they were cursed to live a life destined to die. I don't think anybody shot on that either. Romans 5 and 12, wherefore, as by one man, talking about Adam, Sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. Kranz talked about it this morning. All have sinned and come short. Every one of us, every one of us was born in sin. That's what David said in Psalms 51, Behold, I was shaped in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive. We are all born and shaped in sin. Thank you, Adam and Eve. You want to thank them this morning? Thank you, Adam, for messing it up for the rest of us. <clears throat> but they lost access to the tree of life. And by one man, sin entered into the world and separation, because God is separated from sin. He loves the sinner, but he hates the sin. You ready? Even though he was separated from Adam and Eve, even though they were sent out of the garden, he still loved them. The devil would like to tell you that because of your sin, God doesn't love you. He's a liar and the father of all lies. Let's just make one thing clear, okay? Jesus loves you. In spite of my sin, Jesus loves me. In spite of how bad I was or am, he still loves me. It's like parents, you, even when your kids make a mistake, you don't love the mistake, but you love your kid. You want to beat them a little bit sometimes. You want to discipline them a little bit. You, want to, you don't want to spare the rod and spoil the child. You want to, whatsoever thy hand find it to do, you want to just... <laughs> Amen. 
And I'm, I'm in jest there a little bit. I mean, I pray you don't beat your kids, praise God. It's the dif- difference between discipline and punishment. Hello. We discipline, we don't punish. Well, hello. Maybe this will be a parent teaching this morning. But in Hebrews 9, verse 27, it says, It's appointed unto men once to die, and after this the judgment. You see, because of sin in the, in the garden, we were all born on the wrong side of the spiritual tracks. <coughs> Every one of us was born on the wrong side of the spiritual tracks. You see, we were born in the land of death and not the living. We were born to die. A couple weeks ago, I came over to the church and and I was praying and been thinking and studying about this service today. It's about a week and a half, two weeks ago. And as I was here at the church, there's no one else here except the Lord, and I believe an angelic host was here because the presence of the Lord was so very strong in this house. I could literally feel the presence of the Lord in this place. And as tears began to come to my eyes, and I was praying and asking God for the word I was thanking Him for Calvary. I was thanking Him for the blood. I was thanking Him for our church, for the church family, for allowing me to be a part of His body, the church. And I believe the Lord gave me a word for this morning. I believe the Lord imparted to me, gave me this thought. He, I felt the Lord tell me to... It wasn't an audible voice. I just felt the Lord speak this into my spirit. I believe He said, To get to where you were, I had to get across. To get you to where I am, I had to get across. There is a great divide between humanity and divinity. God is perfect. God walks in perfection. Heaven is a perfect place. It has to be perfect because He's perfect. Nothing imperfect can, can abide there. But yet God had made us, humanity, to have relationship with us. He did not want us to be alone. He did not, when He made Adam, He said it's not good that He's alone. God always wanted to have a relationship with us. And so God, in His wisdom, and in His mind, and His ways and thoughts are so far above mine, I don't understand and comprehend everything, but... The Bible says that Jesus was slain before the foundation of the world. He knew something was going to happen. He knew the fall of man. He knew what it was going to cost him from the beginning. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. Praise God. He knows the end from the beginning. But yet in spite of knowing that he was going to have to robe himself in flesh and go to a cross, he made us anyhow. He formed us anyhow. He created us anyhow. So in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 12 says that at that time, You were without Christ. This is before Christ. Being aliens 
from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise. I, I wasn't, I wasn't oh, in the Garden of Eden. I was lost in the world. I wasn't yet in the church. I wasn't in the kingdom of God. I was lost in the world. Are you getting that? Is, is this okay this morning? I'm trying to make it really simple this morning. He said, you were strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope, that was me, with, without God in the world. I was without God in the world. You were without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Jesus Christ. I am so thankful that God made a way out of no way. I'm so thankful that he found a way to get across to me. I'm so thankful when he looked and saw where I was. He said, I am going to build a bridge. I'm going to build a way across. And the only way I can get across to where you are, I have to get a cross. First Peter 3.18 For Christ also hath once suffered for sins. The just for the unjust. He, he was perfect and yet he went to Calvary for you. He who knew no sin. He was the lamb without spot, without blemish. God robed himself in flesh. He's perfect and yet he endured the cross. Why? Because for God so loved the world that he gave. The just for the unjust. The perfect for the imperfect. The pure for the impure. The clean for the unclean. That he might bring us. This is why. That he might bring us to God. I'm thankful for the mediator Christ Jesus. I'm thankful for the mediator the flesh. The man Christ Jesus. This suffered on the cross. Why? So he can make a way across for us. He can make a way out of no way. Colossians 1 and 20, and having made peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself. He made a way so everyone that would, that wanted to, could come and reconcile their relationship with him. Goes on to say, to present you holy and unblameable and unreprovable in his sight. I was lost in the world. How can I get from a world of death and sin and impurity to a place that's perfect? There's only one way I could get across, and that was His cross. The perfect blood that was shed for me, so it made a way out of no way. Calvary was making a way so that I could get across. For if you continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, God forbid someone would come and see the cross and see the way to eternal life, see their way to Jesus, and yet turn from it. Be not moved away from the hope of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. God forbid someone would hear the gospel, would see the gospel could see an open door, could see Jesus standing before them. Hey, I've set before thee an open door. I made a way that you can be saved. I made a way where you can go to heaven. I made a way where you can make it eternally. Yet, 
go the other way. We live in a world that has gone so far from the cross. We live in a world that is getting darker and darker and darker because they, are got, they have gotten so far, much farther from the cross. Farther away people get from the Lord, the worse sin, the darker the sin it, seem, it seems to appear. Matthew 20 and 28, even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give His life for a ransom for, a ransom for many. God came to save our souls. Isaiah 53 and 6, all we like sheep had gone astray. Brother Evan read from Isaiah this morning, we have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him, Jesus, the iniquity of us all. He said, you can't get to perfection. You can't get to where I am. So I'm going to make a cross so that you can cross and have relationship with me. Did not Jesus say in John 10, I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. John 14, he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. I'll tell you this morning, can I tell you, Jesus is the only way to cross from death to life. He is the only spiritual bridge that you can cross over to life. The only way to get to heaven is through Jesus Christ. Amen. There is one body. There's one spirit. Even as you are called in one hope of your calling. There's one Lord. There's one faith. And there's only one baptism. There's one God and Father of all who is above all, through all, and in you all. I'm glad I know who Jesus is. He also said, Enter ye in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate, narrow is the way, which leadeth unto life. For few there be, I'm so glad I found the way. I'm glad I found the cross. I'm glad I found my way into eternal life with Christ. I get a little excited when I think about how good God has been. I get a little excited when I think about the, the way that God made for me to, to escape a hell, a de- a, 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 an eternity of damnation. Where do you think people go when they, when they, when they die in this life? They're going to go to heaven or they're going to go to hell. There's no in-between. There's two. There's, there's, and you, but the thing is, you get to select. Now you have the opportunity to select which path you want to go because He has set before you an open door. Revelations 3, Jesus said, I've set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. I was paying attention, Brother Cranston, to your title this morning. When he gave his title, I'm like, that's really good. All of us were under the curse of death. But God. But God, who's rich in mercy, he, he, he built a bridge. He made a way across. They say love can build a bridge. I know they sing songs about it. And I'm, I'm not talking about a secular love this morning. For God so loved the world that he gave. He, he built a bridge and it was because of his love. He redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us. He was perfect. He took our punishment. Yeah, thank you, Lord. 
You lost access to the tree of life. So I'm going to bring it to you. And it's going to come in the shape of a cross. So you can have access to the tree of life. I hope this is, I, I'm really trying not to get too deep this morning. I'm trying to make this as simplistic as I can explain it. Our text, for there is one God. There's one mediator between God and men. The man Christ Jesus. God robed himself in flesh. Went to the cross. Died on a tree. To reconcile and to build a bridge for our salvation. I am so thankful for the cross today. <clears throat> Can I have a few more minutes this morning? Actually, it's afternoon. Can I have a few more minutes this afternoon? Thank you. Three people. All right. There was a price that had to be paid for the bridge of salvation. You see, the spiritual bridge that he built was a toll bridge. Brother Bryson already quoted it in Romans 6. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. He paid the price for us to get across the bridge. You see, Adam and Eve, they were sent out of the garden. And they had to, they had to go through some things. And all the way to Moses and the Passover. And they celebrated that this week. And, and the blood sacrifice all the way up to, to Calvary. When he became our perfect sacrifice. The ultimate sacrifice. And. All of those sacrifices pointed to cross, but he became the, the, the ultimate sacrifice. But Adam and Eve could not go back through the gates. Matter of fact, when they did have the mercy seat in all the temple, I don't want to get lost in all this stuff this morning, but they would take the blood and they'd put it on the mercy seat. And in, Genesis, in Exodus chapter 22, it talks about, from there I will meet and commune with my people. On top of that mercy seat were two cherubs, type and shadow of the cherubs that God placed at the gate when they lost relationship. They lost access to the tree of life. He put two cherubs there, two angels. And that's what they put on top of the mercy seat. Thank God for mercy. And all they would do, it would roll their sins ahead until Jesus Christ, because He built the bridge. He paid the price. You want to know how big this bridge is? As big as you need it to be. How far can that bridge reach? How far, how far is this? They, they talk about people in their wingspan. The psalmist wrote in Psalms 103, For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is the mercy toward them that fear Him. As far as the east is from the west, so far hath He removed our transgressions from us. I'll tell you this morning, His grace is sufficient. His mercy is still ever, from everlasting to everlasting. And His cross can still reach. His blood can still flow to the ends of the earth. You say, well, you don't know what I've done. You don't know where I've been. I don't know, but God, and, and, but God knows. And I can tell you, His bridge, His blood can reach where you are. <clears throat> Amen. His cross can go and reach to whatever situation you're at in life. Say, I don't want to be lost. I want to be saved. God has opened the door. He has made a way. He has built a bridge that you can cross this morning. To build... A bridge that could span the gap. That's what I'm talking about this morning. 
God had to build the bridge from not both sides. Now, let's just put your little engineer hat on right now. Ready? Look at a big canyon, a big chasm, a big divide. They're going to build a bridge from this side to that side. There has to be a firm foundation on both sides of the chasm. There, oh, about three people know where I'm going with this here. This is going to be a sugar stick for a moment. Just going to have to indulge me for a second. For a bridge to be effective, it must rest firmly on both sides of the chasm of separation. This is why Jesus had to be totally man and totally God. If he wasn't both man and God, the bridge wouldn't have been complete. God is spirit. He had to robe himself in the flesh. He said, I can extend from glory. I can extend from heaven. But I'm going to have to robe myself in flesh. And I'm going to have to build a firm foundation in humanity. And so divinity and humanity met together in Christ. So that we could have access. So we could be filled with His Spirit. So we could have eternal life in Christ. Jesus Christ was totally and completely man at one end of the bridge. And yet He's completely God on God's side. Because He was totally and completely God, the other end of the bridge reached to the God side of the chasm on both sides. 1 Timothy 3.16, And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh. If you put a jacket on, you're still the same person. You put a shirt on, you're still the same person. God robed himself in flesh. The Bible says he is Emmanuel, God with us. The Spirit, the Bible says God is a Spirit, God is Spirit. How can you kill a Spirit? You don't kill the Spirit. You can quench it. That's the church this morning. But you can't kill it. But you can kill the body. That's why Jesus is on the cross. Can I give you a little object lesson real quick? He's on the cross. And there's a thief on one side that's ridiculing him, and there's another one that's asking for mercy. And Jesus, ready? Jesus looks at him and says, Today, this day, thou shalt be with me in paradise. And yet we know his body died. And they buried him for three days in, in the tomb. And his body lay there in the tomb. Who was speaking to that man? God, his spirit that was inside of him, looked over and said. But then the, 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 the flesh says, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. That was the man crying out to the spirit. The, his flesh said, I don't, want, I don't want to go through the agony of the cross. But because I love the world so much, I'm willing to do it. Because the only way you can make it to heaven is if I build a bridge, if I set before you an open door. I'm willing to go to the cross and shed my blood for you. The incarnation was God putting on flesh. Because there's no way spirit can become flesh, but spirit can inhabit the flesh. It can move through. It can leave in the flesh. 
Matter of fact, he cried, gave up. Spirit leaves. God can't, you can't kill God. God. The spirit leaves, the flesh dies. They bury his body. But three days later, on a resurrection day, the spirit quickened the body. That's what happens when you are born again. His spirit quickens, brings alive the body. Yes, my flesh will go by the way of the grave if God tarries, but my soul is going to live eternally with Jesus Christ forever. Why? Because He has made me alive. 1 Timothy 1.17, Now unto the King eternal, immortal, invisible, the only wise God, be honor and glory forever and ever. There's only one person, Christ Jesus. There's only one God. The man, his flesh is the mediator. It's the go-between. That's literally what mediator means. It's the go-between. It's the go-between. God said, how can I build a bridge? I need a mediator. No. You could look at Ezekiel. We use it all the time. It might be used a little out of context. We said, I searched for a man to stand in the gap. I didn't find any. I looked for a man to, to make up the hedge. I, I couldn't find one. God said, I, I, there's no perfect sacrifice. I guess I'll have to do it myself. I guess I'll have to rope myself in flesh. I guess I'll have to become the mediator. I'll allow my flesh, humanity, and divinity to come together and build a Anybody thankful for the cross this morning? Anyone thankful he built a, built a bridge? Amen. He spanned the gap. Praise God. Colossians just to... Just because I, I just want to share it. Colossians 2 and 9. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. That's why Jesus said, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus looked at everybody and they, they, wanted, they wanted to stone him because they said, you're saying you're God. He, Jesus said, yep. yep. Before Abraham was, I am. <laughs> he said, I and my Father are one. You understand, I am the, you see the flesh, you see the mediator standing before you. But what you, what you don't see is God Almighty is standing before you. Philippians 2 and 7 put it this way, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men and being found in fashion as a man. It's talking about Christ. He humbled himself and became obedient unto death. That's why it talks about in many places how Adam's disobedience caused us to be kicked out. It's the obedience of one man that reconciled us so that we could have relationship again. Became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name. What's his name? What's his name? Jesus. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So thankful God robed himself in flesh. Took on the form of a servant to build a bridge, to make a way out of no way, to help us return from the land of the dead back into the land of the living. First Corinthians, I'm going to try to bring this to a close. First Corinthians chapter 15. I may have a couple doors though. I'm trying to close. First Corinthians chapter 15. Verse 21, hear this. For since by man came death. Who's it talking about? Who, who caused the death? Adam. That's what it says. 
For since by man came death, by man, talking about the mediator, talking about Jesus, came also the resurrection of the dead. Everybody say resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, if you're going to stay where Adam is, you're going to die. Even so in Christ, but if you want to come in Christ, if you want to go through Christ, shall all be made alive. By man came also the resurrection of the dead. Hear this. The literal definition of resurrection. (laughs) I'm thankful God robed himself. In the flesh. I'm thankful that he went to the cross. I'm so thankful for the stripes that he on his back, Brother Cotton, for our healing. The crown of thorns, every thorn representing a victory for us. I'm thankful, for, I'm thankful that he endured the cross and was the perfect lamb and shed the blood and blood and water flowed. I'm so thankful for the cross. But I'm also thankful for the resurrection. Because literally, the word resurrection. I won't read it because I won't mess it up. A return from the dead. He made a way. That humanity could return from the dead. Through the resurrection. About three people getting it now. Resurrection literally means a return from the dead. You don't have to live in a world of sin spiritually. You you don't have to have spiritual death hanging over your head. But because of the resurrection through Christ, I can live again. It's it's why Jesus looked at Nicodemus and he said in John chapter 3, except a man be born again, he cannot even see the kingdom of God. What, what, What does born again mean? It means to repent of your sin. To be baptized in the precious name of Jesus. And to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. What is that? That is is the death, the burial, and the resurrection. New life in Christ. Behold, all things are passed away. Behold, all things are new. I used to walk in the world. I don't walk like that anymore. Why? Because I'm crossing over a bridge. I have eternal life. I've got the Spirit of Almighty God resurrecting in my soul. He bridged the gap. So we celebrate the resurrection. We call this Resurrection Sunday. It's Resurrection Sunday for every born-again child of God. Because I am... From the dead, I'm brought to life. He said, you must be born again of the water. Baptism in Jesus' name. Sister Leda was baptized in the name of Jesus. She came up. Uh, she, we prayed a little bit. She walked up, walked out of the baptistry. God, we said, what? She, let's just pray some more. She prayed. The Holy Ghost hit her. She ends up speaking in tongues. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful outpouring of the Holy Ghost. That's the death. Repentance. God, I'm sorry. The burial, baptism in Jesus' name, and resurrection, rising in newness of life. No longer to have to stay in the land of the dead, but I can join the land of the living. 
Romans chapter 6, a couple verses. Know ye not that so many of us were baptized into Jesus Christ, were baptized into his death? Therefore we are buried with him by baptism unto death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of For if we have been planted together, you plant trees of righteousness. He planted us with the tree of life. for grafting me in. you got to understand, when he planted you, he grafted you into the tree of life. They had access to the tree of life. They lost access to the tree of life. So he used the tree of life to the so we could once again have access. Thankful. Planted together in the likeness of his death, we were buried. We shall also, (laughs) in the likeness of his resurrection. See, the only thing that hadn't happened yet for us, ready, is the ascension. No, no, that was Mount Transfiguration. He said, I got to go because I'm going to be pouring out my, my spirit upon all flesh. Uh, you, you just go tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. You, you just go pray and you just go tarry in the... And, and I'm going to throw this in there. For those of you... I'm going to be very nice. Let me give you a little Christmas and Easter combined. How about that? We are so thankful. I shared this at lunch yesterday. It was a great miracle. When Mary, the Virgin Mary, gave birth to Jesus, that was a great miracle. It was an even greater miracle in Acts chapter 2 when he gave birth to Mary. Because even the Mary, the mother of Jesus, who was blessed and all that good stuff and preferred above all women, she still had to cross the bridge. She still got to enjoy the newness of life. She was baptized in Jesus' name. Wouldn't that be cool? He was baptized in the name of her son. She was filled with the Holy Ghost. What once had moved in her was moving in her again. Oh, you're not even. I'm thankful for. for his resurrection knowing this that, uh, that our old man I'm a little older today is crucified with him that the body of sin might be destroyed that henceforth we not or we should not serve sin for he that is dead is free from sin now if we be dead with Christ we believe that we shall also live with him knowing that Christ being raised from the dead dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. And if you're buried with him and resurrected with him, death has no more dominion over us either. So your body's going to die. Yes, but my soul's going to reign forever. 
That's why the Paul can say, oh, death, where's the sting in death? To be absent in body is to be present with the Lord. Friend, I'm, can I read just, I'm, let me just continue this little passage here. For in him, or for in that he died, he died unto sin once. But in that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Likewise, reckon you also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. The only way to have eternal life is to be in Jesus Christ. Is to go through Jesus Christ. That's why we baptize. Just like Peter with Mary there and all the disciples and all the believers in Acts chapter 2. They said, what must we do to be saved? He said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name, singular possessive name, of Jesus Christ. For the remission of your sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Lord. And every time they baptized, they baptized in the name of Jesus. Why? They knew how to get across the bridge. Let's stand. So this morning, I, I'm thankful that I have eternal life in Christ this morning. I'm thankful for His Spirit that, of life that's inside my soul. I'm thankful that I have the Holy Ghost. I'm thankful that I've repented. I'm thankful I've been baptized in Jesus' name. But if you are here today and you are asking yourself, how can I get across the bridge? How can I make it to heaven? I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to be lost, but I want to be found. I want to live with Christ forever. I want to go to heaven. I just don't want to go to hell. I mean, I, if you're asking yourself a simple question, Revelation chapter 22, verse 14 says, Blessed or happy are they that do His commandments. And happy are they that obey His word. Like Nicodemus, I think he was probably there in Acts chapter 2. I think, I believe Nicodemus was there. I believe he was one of the ones that was repentant about He Jesus himself told him how to be born again. He was there. He, Repent. Be baptized. Blessed are they that do his commandments. Here's why. That they may have right to the tree of life. And may enter in through the gates into the city. Full circle. Sin caused man to be sent out of the gates. Obedience to the plan of salvation gets us back through the gates where we have access to the tree of life. It's that simple. And I don't know where you find yourself this morning, but if you have not repented of your sins and you have not been baptized in Jesus name you've not been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost the Spirit of God in your life you can today on this resurrection Sunday you can have a spiritual resurrection you don't have to stay in the land of the dead but you can join the land of the living maybe this is a little preachy for an Easter service but I just this is what I feel God said to get to where you are and to get you to where I am I had to get a cross to get across to you. And I just come this morning simply to preach the cross, to preach how he used the cross to bridge the gap. He's made a way for you. If you don't understand it all, that's okay. I don't know that I understand it all. But I just want to say, Jesus made a way for us to be saved. 
If you haven't experienced the power of salvation in the gospel of Jesus Christ, you can this morning. So I would just ask, as every head is bowed, every eye is closed at this place, no one looking around. If you want to experience to rep- the, 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 the plan of salvation, you want to experience a resurrection in your spirit today. If you are truly repentant, say, I don't want to I don't want to live in this land of the death and the dying and having no hope. I'm, this, is, this life is miserable. You can repent. You can turn. You can do an about face from that. And you can come to the cross. And you can begin to thank God. And repent of your sins. <clears throat> I don't want to bypass repentance. It's awesome. You can't re- bypass it. Everyone has to go through repentance. Matter of fact, then we have to repent daily. Let's just start right there with with repentance. I don't want to turn. I don't want to live in this life, but I want to turn to Christ. I want to come to the cross. Thankful that you built the bridge. I believe this morning that you could experience a resurrection in your spirit. I believe someone could receive the gift of the Holy Ghost this morning. Amen. If somebody wants to get baptized, they can get baptized today. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. And if you're thankful this morning for the bridge of salvation that God has extended for us, Amen. I invite you this morning to step out of your aisle, maybe to come and lift up your hands for just a few minutes this morning or this afternoon and just to give God some thanksgiving. Thank you for building a bridge. Thank you for bridging the gap. Maybe invite somebody to come pray with you this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm thankful for resurrection. I'm thankful for the power of the Holy Ghost. I'm thankful that we can return back to where God wants us, back to a place of paradise in a relationship with Him. Come on, church. I know it's late, but can we all find a place to pray? Hallelujah, hallelujah.